clinical disclaimer. This podcast is focused on education and entertainment. While we love to help and teach, it is not meant to be used as a replacement for clinical services. If you are experiencing significant relationship issues or major concerns in your sexual, physical, or mental health, please seek the services of a professional provider near you. Welcome to the University of Pleasure, where we have sexual conversation to help build a happier nation. I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist. And I'm Jeremiah James, and I'm just a guy who likes talking about sex. Speaking of, Doc, I, am uh, not gonna lie, maybe uh, got lucky for the 4th of July like I said I was gonna. What do you think, huh? You wanna take I, a guess? You wanna think, I, I, huh? On what you got lucky at? Come on, you know what I'm talking what? about. Why are you trying to sidestep this? Are we talking about sex? What are we talking about? What do we do here? Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And we are back, folks. Hope you had a great 4th of July. I know I did. A wink, wink, nod, nod. Had a great time, in quotes. Even though the doc clearly forgot what the University of Pleasure was all about there for a second. Yeah, it's, it's the direct questions. You know, it's when I want to toss something out there to her and you could just see that, like, the record skips a little bit. She was like, what? Uh, about what did you get lucky at? I think, it's, I think it's more that I don't want to give you those things that clearly give you joy. And so <laughs> when you ask me questions like that, I just feel a natural sense of defiance around clearly clearly. (laughs) well it is good to be back folks we hope you are all safe and healthy we hope you had a wonderful fourth of july and uh, maybe you all got lucky and had sex for america that joke's never gonna die i just for some reason it makes me feel really super smart anyway i hope you had a great holiday doc did you have a good holiday yeah yeah I did, I, you know, I actually just stayed pretty low key, which made it good. good made it good. You. I wasn't looking for anything too exciting. You. So you were doing a little bit of like self, self soothing, like taking care of the doc, a little doc time, a little time <laughs> for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mostly read trashy magazines and sat on a patio. So yeah, sure. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I just like really, I really don't want people to feel like I was like, I was really like meditating <laughs> and like journaling. No, nah, I was like straight up reading Us Weekly and just really catching up on yeah, some pop culture. You know, that's one of the many reasons I love you, Doc. Like just straight to it right there. Like, no, I was not doing any of that stuff. I was just sitting there. Drinking some That's coffee my... and reading trash. It's all good. That was my that was my self-care. Good that was for my you. Self-care. Good for you to take care of you. And I think that's great. Good for you because you, you do so much for so many. So you got to take care of you, too, even if it's just reading trashy old magazines. Like, who's Jennifer Aniston dating this week? I don't know. You know, that kind of but thing. I care, but I care. <laughs> you know what? And I respect that. I do. Well, we have a couple of uh, announcements about possible announcements, as per always. Uh-huh. The Amy book is going to be coming out. It is coming out. Get ready, folks. The audiobook version is coming out. It's going to, when it's coming out, nobody knows, but it's coming. So be ready for that. And uh, of course, that will also mean the ebook will be available to buy and then all that other stuff. And then also, I would like to let everybody know that they can go and vote for us, Doc. We can have our millions and millions of fans. Vote for us for the podcast awards. What do you think of that? What do you think of them apples, Doc? Ex- ex- exciting. That's Are you exciting. excited? Because I'm excited. I am. Truthfully, I, am. I was like an award. What is Whoa, the award? It's a major like, what award. Is it? It's like it's a podcast award for like best podcasts kind of a thing. And there are many, many different versions, just like the Oscars, but for podcasts. Okay. And the way that you can help us win our podcast award is by going to podcastawards.com signing up and going in and finding the University of Pleasure and voting for us at the University of Pleasure, which would be amazing to win a podcast award for this podcast. What do you think? 
Sure. But you know what? I'm happy to just be here. I know you are, Doc. And I respect that about (laughs) you as well. But you know what? I just really feel like if we won this podcast award, any one of them for the the various versions of podcasts that we would be in – uh, I mean, what what would that be called? Like you're uh, like, you know, like the horror genre. We're like uh, health and comedy and a couple other different like podcast genres that we're in the running for if people go and vote for us. And I just really feel like if we win this award, I just, you know, something tells me something tells me it's going to go right up on a shelf for you next to all those degrees that cost you so much money. You know, it's going to sit right there next to him. It's going to be like the degree when I became a doctor and my podcast award right there. And my swim team participation medals. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. I hope we win. So all of our millions of fans out there, go to podcastawards.com. Throw your email in there, sign up, and vote for us at the University of Pleasure. We would really appreciate it. It'd be really fun to win an award over something that we truly do just to help others. Um, but it has been a fun adventure, and it would be a lot of fun to win an award. I just I like being a winner. I just you know what I mean. Uh, I like. I do be, don't you feel? I know. I know that it is very important to you to be given an award. <laughs> I don't yes. know. I have a lot of sarcasm in there. <laughs> It is a statement um, of fact. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it is good to be back. It is good to see you. I so look forward to our little tete-a-tetes. Is that the right thing to say? Is that the right thing? Don't doubt yourself, Jeremiah. Yes. Okay. Standing strong in it. So. Tet means, tet means a head in French. Does it? Yeah. I took Espanol, so I wouldn't have known that. Anyway, that's what the great thing is when you're someone like me who is constantly self-improving that you pick things up like that like tete-a-tete you know what i mean like that i can just pull that from the ethos and throw it out here on the podcast show you my level of intelligence which excites me sometimes even for me this episode is interesting because i think that the world is opening up we got a lot of things happening people want to go out and see other people now hopefully they're all vaccinated and all being safe one second is it is it interesting because you literally just look at the notes as to what today's podcast is? How <laughs> dare you? How dare you? I could see you searching for something. Was it, what are we doing today? Is that no, what you were searching for, Jeremiah? Actually, Jeremy? it wasn't, Doc. Oh, so oh, okay. meh, it was I... actually, <laughs> I was reading it. And then I thought to myself about the song that kind of went along with the first three words of it. And I was like, oh, that could be a joke I would throw in there. Well, now it's ruined because then you accuse me of not knowing what we're going to be talking about. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Let's. But I'm going to do the joke joke. anyway. Too late. I'm going to do it. So the reason that I was pausing because I was like, to the extreme. Oh, vanilla ice. To the extreme. Mop floor like a vandal. Light the stage. I'm going to chomp like a candle dance. And I'm you know what I'm talking about, right? Do you feel it now? I, I mean, I know what you're talking about. I don't know if I feel it, but I know what you're talking about. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> That's what was going on inside my head when you thought that I was struggling and not remembering what the podcast was about until this exact moment. So. Should we do the title again? In a yes, way that's well, not do super, the full, and, and that's not super confusing to people. Yes, of course. So. All right, here we go. This is today's episode. It is important. And I'm glad because it's kind of a throwback to one of our very first episodes, Doc. One it of is. our very first. Mm-hmm. You know how I know that? Because you reminded me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Here it is, folks. Here's the episode. To the extreme, but not in a fun way. Bitterness, blame, and other guaranteed ways to ruin a date. Mic drop. <laughs> this is great but it really is though great because like i was saying the world is opening up again people want to go see other people in person people are tired of just a little bit of jerking off on on zoom you know what i mean like want a human connection in person connection not because zoom can still be human connection but you know what i'm talking about in person yeah sorry i also i also just was like 
what Zoom context? Let's really hope that it's not work Zoom context. It's private time. <laughs> well, didn't the guy, get, guy got in trouble for that from like on there CNN or something? Now. I think there are many people now that have gotten in trouble. I just, you know. Inappropriate. Let's be clear. Use Zoom responsibly. Yes. Make sure your cameras are on and off when yes. necessary. Yeah. Don't be jerking off in a meeting. It's it's embarrassing. Okay. And uh, boundary crossing for others yeah. in the meeting. Yeah. Really inappropriate. So. People are dating again. A lot of people didn't stop dating. But we wanted to do another round of dating etiquette from season one. So in here in season two. And that was where you were giving me the heads up about a throwback. So let's throw back. Give it to me, Doc. <laughs> well, yes. So it, season one was really more just like, first of all, it was like one of our first three episodes tonight. I can't remember what the hell we talked about at that point, but it, I'm sure. <laughs> it, it was it was 100% about dating. It was yeah. 100. No, it was about etiquette, but it was really more like some broad themes, right? Like so broad themes around dating etiquette. But this is really narrowing more in because, you know, one of the things we like to do here is like, here's the 101. It's the university of pleasure. So here's the 101. But now let's crank it up a notch. 102, right? Oh, 202. Yeah. 202. Right? This is this is lesson two in room two o two two instead of one o one you're going to two o two let's do it. <laughs> um, okay, so you got a lot more excited about that than I was prepared for. But okay, well, I, I mean, I get listen. I take it. I, I feel the ball when you throw it to me, and I just play ball. You know what I mean? And you and then you never throw it back. <laughs> no, <laughs> are you crazy? Of course I don't. <laughs> I take it and I leave and I do something else with it and then I forget it somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you've spent a lot of time with me or something. It's so yeah, odd. Like I followed you around in childhood or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, so this is really more kind of honing in on some, I guess I would call them maybe like interpersonal skill sets that people might bring that could use a little polishing up, right? Again, there's a lot of folks out there that don't need this that are doing great. They're doing just fine. And then there are some folks that know folks that might need this, and you can pass this along. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right? Or you might be listening today and go, oh, no, that might be me, right? right. Or I can see some milder elements of myself in that, right? There you go. And so today is a little bit more about maybe maybe some things to think about what you're, what you're bringing to the game personality-wise, interpersonal skills-wise that could both lift you up from a dating perspective and maybe bring you down and make you not the most ideal date. All right. So let's start at the very beginning because it's a very good place to start. Profiles. Yeah. So you want to say, okay, so dating profiles. All yeah. right. I think we should start there because this is the modern world, right? It's like the wild, wild west out there, man. We got profiles and there's so many different types of different apps yeah. for this there's sort of, of thing, right? So yeah. I think we should start with the profiles. We touched on this in past episodes, but it's important to get back into the game. So. Well, what I want to specifically talk about is like, so it was in the title, right? Bitterness, blame, and other guaranteed ways to ruin a date, right? Let's talk about bitterness. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that it is a um, emotional experience that a person can have, but one that easily, if not careful, can be felt by others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that it can very easily be expressed. And we'll talk later on about maybe in an in-person date or a kind of like a texting or like conversational scenario. But I think it can even be felt on profiles. So like a really good example would be like I was – um, with a friend who was like on Tinder and handed over their phone and we're like, Whew. and it was just one uh, profile that was like, cheat, no cheating liars that lie. Right. And then again, <laughs> and then again, <laughs> you know, lower on was like, no lying liars that lie. Right. Like, and, and you see stuff like that actually a lot or yeah. like no women that want my money. Right. right. Or no people that are going to be terrible in bed and not know what they want and never tell you what they're going to yeah. <laughs> want you like doc this oh, is so real it's so real like when i right? like it is so real because i mean genuinely you flip through like tinder or bumble or any one of these things and it's on there's like i don't want to fuck your wife don't bother asking me you're disgust me i'm looking for somebody who makes good guacamole like and you're like whoa damn <laughs> jesus like all right like right well so when you read that right is that somebody that you're like yeah why not? Yeah, you sound like a lot of fun. 
Like, <laughs> no, it just comes across as angry. I just, you know, I feel like, it, okay, just like maybe start a little bit more from a less combative place. You know well, what I, I mean? Yeah. So, you know, you know the gig now, Jeremiah, right? Like before we talk about solutions, can I talk a little bit more about helping people understand why this is a problem? Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't, right? In order, right? In order, rather than just being like, that's bad. Don't do that. I think sometimes it's more motivating to change a behavior if you understand maybe why you're doing it or what that behavior yeah, is. Yeah, that's the rumor. That's the rumor, right? So... So many therapists would say (laughs) and other professionals, maybe understand a problem before you treat it, but but it is real. What you're saying, like, this is very real, right? Like I work with a lot of people around dating that are on dated or, you know, people might come in and show me their profiles. So I might have, or friends, right? I might see someone's profile and I'm like, Ooh, Hey, yo, you might want to. Oh my God. I would love to be in a room having you looking at people's profiles. That is balls. Like if you were my sex therapist, all right, I want as much (laughs) as I can get out of this doc, go through my pictures Figure it out for me. I I have a perfect example. I think I talked about this one other time in the past. Like, you know, because you got to have outside perspective. Like, I had a friend who was just like, you know, oh, my God, I don't understand all these guys that just they want to have sex with me all the time. Like, hang on, let me see your profile. And the very first picture was very sexually suggestive. Let's just put it put it. That's just to put it mildly. Okay, like genuinely, if I saw that picture right away, be like, oh, swipe you know, right, because man, oh man, am I going to be lucky tonight with if I get swiped back on thingy, right? And then I was like, you know, I want to dial that down if that's not what you're looking for, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you going through someone's profile, oh my God, mm, nom, 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 delicious. I love this idea. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, right? Like, you know, I always tell people when I help people like look at stuff, it's really more like my goal is to help people present their most authentic self, right? Because authenticity is desirable. That's likable, right? So I don't want to like create like my ideal profile, right? I want to help them be like people figure out like, how can you present who you are in an authentic way? But also, yes, maybe screen for in others and yourself, like maybe some things that might be misread, right? Things that people might misread because you're not really wanting to communicate that. So for instance, why might people put things that come across as like, what did you say, jilted, like a little bitter or jilted, right, on profiles? Well, I mean, really at the end of the day, I don't think anybody's trying to like, you know, nobody's like, hey, I really want to have a lot more rejection. Let me put this on here, right? Like nobody's like mindfully doing that. Usually it's more of like a protective impulse, right? Right. Wanting to protect yourself from like future hurt, pain. You know, I think it also allows for maybe a greater sense of control, right? And a lot of times when we're anxious or we fear something, we want more control and it might help us feel like we have a little more control to be like, here's what I want. Here's what I don't want, right? And Sure. Doing all of that kind of reduces people's sense of vulnerability. So those are all really kind of uh, defense mechanisms, protective mechanisms that we might use. Stop yawning. <laughs> I, I was totally in it. I was with you. I was, I just, I got a little sleepy because I just, no, I'm sorry. Continue, please. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, I, I, so I think that that probably comes from somewhere very real. But the problem is, is what it can communicate to other people, as you said, Jeremiah, is that you may come across as jilted. You may come across as really bitter. And it's, that's rarely a quality. Like some people might be into it, right? And so, or some people might not mind it because maybe there are other things on your profile or a person's profile that might like counterbalance that, right? Like, or maybe they're like, physically, you're so attractive. I just don't care, right? But I think that you might still have more success if you kind of pull back on some of that because other people might really read that as you being quite bitter or resentful. And globally, you don't hear somebody say like, oh, I went on this date with this person. They were super bitter. I had a great time. Yeah, (laughs) they were really angry. It was great. It's not 
generally, I mean, maybe in the right context, it can be hot, but it's not generally speaking a super attractive quality. And a lot of times you might be not a bitter person, but maybe it's a singular thing you're struggling with resentment over, right? And so unfortunately, it makes maybe, it presents you as someone that is a bitter person rather than like, hey, I'm a person that had a hard time or a hard experience in ways A, B, C, or D. Because we're swiping left and right and making decisions in like a second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. And so people aren't sitting and critically thinking about your life story when it's just a profile. They're right. not like, they, I, I mean, the usual the process goes like, look at the picture, read maybe for two seconds what's there. And if you're leading with something that says like, you know, I hate all people, you know, it's going to kind of, you know, you might get that left swipe. You know, so maybe soften it up a bit. Can I? Can we fix it now? Have we talked about the problem? No. Just <laughs> if I may, I want. I think it also communicates. But this is to your point, right? I think it also communicates some some expectations of being disappointed, like that you're ready to be disappointed by somebody, and that feels often like a bit. Like here's the thing: we often make decisions very intuitively, right? Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. split second decisions around, especially stuff like this, and. We communicate so many things. Uh, we've talked a lot in here about like communication isn't always just about the words that we say. It's about our mannerisms, our subtext, right? And on a profile, it, it can be as simple as like the subtext of something like that, right? And without even saying it, someone might like without someone even consciously thinking it, they might just kind of code in like, hey, this person expects to be disappointed by others. Moving on, right? They may right. not consciously think that, but they have a sensation. And that's not everybody, but some people may have a sensation of that. And that can create, you know, again, some maybe more self-fulfilling kind of prophecies around this stuff. The other thing that it communicates too is that perhaps you have some, uh, you know, we've done episodes. We all got baggage, right? Yes, we do. But in an ideal world, you get to have baggage, but that, you know, and if you need to unpack that with a partner, that's something that you get to do. But ideally, you wouldn't be like unpacking that right away. Right. That's, <laughs> your yeah. first encounter online, right? And what it might communicate is there's some like uh, some stuff there that hasn't been unpacked yet. And a lot of people without knowing you, they have no vested interest in working through that with you, Right. If somebody knows you and it's like, oh, but they're really cool or they're really interesting or like I'm really like I had a lot of fun with them. Now there's an investment in you, even if it's a small one right. but before that swipe is made. There is no investment. Right. So nope. there is no investment in taking pause for deeper understanding or thoughtfulness around like the hurts or, you know, difficult experiences someone might have had. Instead, it's more of like feels like work. Goodbye. Yes, Moving correct. <laughs> it's exactly. You know what, Doc? You put that so well because it feels like work. Like, I'm not, you know, you don't want to go on a first date and have it be a trudge through sludge. You know what I mean? You want to just be, you don't want to have to work that hard. You just want to go on a date and have a nice time, get to know somebody, right? I mean, that's usually the impulse or the thought process, I would say, behind it. You know, some people, hey, listen, I know we're in the pleasure and we're open to everything. So people really might like going on dates and that might be your jam to go on dates that are really difficult and, you know, <laughs> angry. I don't know. And that's totally cool if you do it. Anyway, point is that you definitely it's going to be work, right? That's so that's you're going to get the swipe left almost every time because nobody wants you know, I, I, I so hard, but I have to I've been trying to say everything so correctly. And all I want to <laughs> when like, you're being asked to be mindful of the variety of human experience is <laughs> freaking brutal sometimes. I'm like, oh, I, but I, you know I, what I love, Jeremiah? I love that you try. I'm trying I love that about you. I, I really love that try. You try. <laughs> I know that you're trying and good job. See, Thanks, like it's hard, right? It is it's hard. hard. It is hard. I am trying to be mindful. So uh, if that's something you're into, good for you. I would say by and large, most people would like to not have the difficulty right out of the gates. Like the doc was saying, you know, maybe you get to know them. They're really cool. Then you can work through some things and talk through some things, you know, and, and be like, yeah, no, I totally feel you. I got screwed over, too. And you can, you know, find camaraderie in, in, in the difficulties. Right. So, no, I'm totally with you. So now, right. please, dear God, <laughs> can we fix something here before I no, crawl out of my gonna... skin? What? 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 OK. 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 I, I... Again. I apologize. 
Fixing is not the right word. I understand. You understand where I'm coming from. I appreciate you understanding me. I know that I, I got the look. That's why I'm saying this, folks, because I got the look where she was like, fix. We don't fix. This is not a fix. What other things might show up on a profile uh, that could be uh, not so great in this type of a scenario uh, mm -hmm. that people could avoid? Okay. So, like, I think that another uh, maybe you could call it a personality feature or just like uh, sort of interpersonal struggle would be rigidity when rigidity. people are really when people are really struggling with being really rigid, really black and white about something, right? All or nothing. Like, so, for instance, you might see on profiles, I'll only date people who are blank, right? Like right. who are six, seven, right? Or make over a hundred thousand a year or, and I'm not saying that people don't get to have standards, but like there are some profiles and I've seen some, I've had clients show me some or friends that, or I've worked with people on their profiles that are like laundry lists of oh, like uh, unique... 100, oh, a hundred percent. Okay. And I like to always say this. Okay. If you whittle it down, standards is one thing, okay? But if you whittle it down to such a teeny weeny, like minute detail, like must be six feet tall, must have blonde hair, blue eyes, must make $100,000 a year, must love puppies, must, and you just keep whittling it down. It's like, you know, you ever heard the expression better door in a window? You know what I mean? <laughs> like you're, like, I don't know if that even works here, but my point I don't is. I it does. I'm really struggling. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is you're closing you're closing the window of opportunity to be more like a door. It's going to be more like you can't see because you, you whittled think, it down. I think just stick with window of opportunity. That was good. Let's right. just. Why well, you're right. You are closing a window of opportunity. And that is the very like you're, you're asking about how do we fix this? Well, there is a simple fix. Don't do these things. <laughs> <laughs> Second, you just made you gave me such a bad look when I said fix earlier, and now you're like, yeah, fix it, don't do it. <laughs> I'm gonna talk more, I'll talk more later on about more nuance in how can you help yourself not do these things. I literally have a whole section on it at the end, okay? But I do think I'm talking about things that really part of it is trying to find different ways to communicate your wants and needs, or like, so for instance. You don't need to put all of that on a profile. You can look at someone else's profile and decide to right, swipe right or left based on those standards or characteristics that you might be looking to meet. You don't need to list 90 things that you don't want in somebody. No, I think you got to keep it. I think you got to keep it tight. Okay, you got to right. listen. Th listen, we live in a world of instant gratification. Things move very quickly in modern times. Swiping right, swiping left, looking at a picture. You know, so, I, you know, if if you are asking my opinion, Doc, I would say you want to keep it short. And, you know, if you listed every single little thing in there, you got very little to talk about sometimes when you get to these dates. You know, if you learn someone's whole life story right there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that, again, you're maybe people that are doing these kind of things, like, again, probably doing it as a protective mechanism, probably trying to protect against some hurt or control an outcome. But here's part of the like, what to do thing, right? Like, part of it is working to accept that there is always risk in dating. You can put all of your no's, all of the things that you don't want. And by all means, you know, things that are really important, make sure you, you know, you can set yourself up by, you know, trying to give a realistic expectation of what you want and who you are. But at the end of the day, there will always be a possibility you'll get hurt because mm -hmm. that's part of living, right? That's part of loving. That's part of sex. That's part of dating is that sometimes you might not get what you want. You might feel rejected. You might fall in love with somebody and they fall out of love with you, right? That's just part of the risk and it's part of literally life experience. And so it's very like, that's not an easy to do, right? So it's hard for me to be like, how do you fix it? Well, some real deep self-acceptance work and acceptance around what is dating, what are relationships and this idea of like risk. 
a lot of these behaviors often come from people really not wanting to be hurt or not wanting to experience rejection. And all that, that all has to do with, with fear, right? Fear of pain, fear of hurt. And anyone I know that has ever fiercely loved somebody and had an amazing experience in love or romance or sex has had to sort of put them themselves through that gauntlet yep. and take that risk. And we've talked a lot on the podcast, you know, if we're talking more about romance and love, like hurting and sometimes hurting someone else as part of the business of being in love and having a loving relationship. I mean, you were married, Jeremiah. Are there times in which hurt occurs? No, because Never. I, I listen, there are very <laughs> few people that are this close to perfection. So for me, you know, there's of course there's hurt, Doc. Of course there is. And right. that's in that's in long term loving relationships. And my wife is an absolute rock star. And of course she is because she has to put up with me. So, the, <laughs> so the, I, fact, the fact that she loves me, I'm grateful for every day. But there's still hurt. There's still difficulty. And, uh, you know, I can say all this very freely because she's not allowed to listen to the podcast anymore because of all the stuff about <laughs> anal play. But the point is. That... Well, you know, and, and some hurts, uh, you know, I don't want to say that some hurts, you know, are just like, oh, like, you know, you work through those hurts and more than likely, like in a lot of long term relationships, working through that is part of what enhances intimacy. It enhances quality of relationship. It enhances trust, right? Now, there are certainly some circumstances in which hurts occur that just can't be gotten over, right? Or they sure. just can't be fixed sure. or they just can't be gotten through together, at least. Yep. But I believe in human resiliency, right? I, I would I mean, hope I, so. You're a doc. I kind of staked a whole career on it, right? Yeah. So like, <laughs> I believe strongly in that idea because I get to witness it every day. And so I think part of the like what to do is thinking about why are you doing this? What are you trying to protect against? And thinking about like maybe what you're trying to protect against isn't something you can actually create enough barriers around that you'll never have to experience it, right? Like maybe that's not an effective use of your energy because you can put up all of the like, and you can't be this and you can't be that and you need to be this and you need to be that. All you're maybe doing is like you said, Jeremiah, narrowing the pool of people you'll meet. And by the way, those are just characteristics of a person. Attraction is so multidynamic. It cannot be defined. You sit in a room with the person and you're like, I never thought I would have been into you. Shit. Right. Right. Like, right. You were, you were a lot of my nose on my list. And yeah. you know, why am I so into you right now? I don't get it. And that happens all the time. And so you are narrowing things, but it also communicates to other people that you might be a rigid person or have really high expectations they could never meet. And That's instinctively, right. again, feels like work. So people say, no, thank you. No, thank you. Swiping left or down or up, depending on the app that you're looking at. But now here's the other problem that I have, okay? And we've talked about this, but I want to get a little bit more in depth and then we're going to take a break, okay? Online dating, it's particularly challenging because it can create the illusion of much more control, right? And then so what people do is I come to find that they actually like uh, they, they make something that isn't real. You know, a lot of these profiles, you know, they're not they're, they're creating a bit of an illusion. Would you agree on this point? Yeah. I mean, we've talked a lot on here before. Like, I think the example that I'll often give is like, you know, uh, the you know, back before online dating, and I'm not like harshing on online dating. It's, no very, it's brilliant. Many, right. It's great in many, many ways. But like before that, like, you know, you know, I think I've given the example of like back when people maybe let's say would meet in a bar, right? Like how many uh, eye glances are shared, you know, like I, you know, eyes would you have with another person that never turned into a conversation? That's right. your swipe right? Yep. That's you swipe on someone. You notice them as attractive. They don't notice you back or you notice each other. And then you, so you get matched, right? But you never have a conversation, right? How many times did you have a conversation at a bar that didn't end in a date? I.e. someone went to the bathroom or just straight up ghosted and left and you right. never saw, from never them, saw again. them again. Yep. How many of the conversations that you had in a bar or a restaurant or I don't know, any other large social gatherings ended up in a long-term romantic relationship. Statistically, way, 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 way less <laughs> than, 
the amount of conversations you were having or eye connections or attractions that you were having to other people. It creates an illusion of immediacy. But just because you can download an app in five minutes doesn't mean you're going to have a relationship in 10. Right. Right. And that is, thank you for bringing that up, Jeremiah. Right. Because that is really important to remember because it still takes time. And, you know, there, I do think that there is a lot of like stuff with online dating because it's in our hand, it's in our palm. It gives an illusion of control that then sometimes we also, we merely, how would I say this? Like double down on that control by being like, I will also control things further by putting a litany of things that I will not tolerate. Right. But in doing that, unfortunately, we're sending messages to other people that maybe we're not actually wanting to send. There you go. What a perfect way to segue to a break. Well done, Doc. Well done. Well done. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. And we'll be right back. And we're back. So, left off with that brilliant, brilliant segue. I was so proud of you, truly. And you didn't even <laughs> continue on. You didn't go, give me, give it a bit, 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 bit. It was just like, oh, look at that. She stopped, finished the thought. Well done, you. Anyhow. You're going to be so mad at me. What? <laughs> Can, I, <laughs> Can I tie up one thing from that Jesus last segment? Jesus Christ, you've got to be shitting me. No, it's important. Well, I think it's important. It doesn't actually mean it's important. I just think it's important. Um, I'm sure our fans would say- love to know. <laughs> I I do think I want to be very clear. I'm not saying like if there's some real no's that you have and you know that those no's on your profile are important or like you want to set certain boundaries on your profile, please do that, right? I don't again, this isn't all or nothing. I'm talking about balance. There's a difference between someone maybe on a profile saying like I am not interested in blank right? Versus like aggressively being like, no, this, no, that, no liars, no cheaters. No. Do you know what I mean? Like things that come across much more abrasive. So I would just want to be clear. Boundaries are good. It's good to have boundaries and to communicate those, but also you don't have to put all of those on a profile. And this is a good segue. You can streamline those into conversations with people. They don't have to be on your primary profile, unless for some reason that feels safer in some kind of way to you. That's my point. If you put it all on the profile right away, you got nothing to talk about when you get there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, if every little piece of information about that person, yeah, it might be great if somebody's willing to take the time to read and go past just looking at your photographs, you know, and then they want to read a novel. Again, a lot of work. A lot of people don't like that. Um, but, you know, if you have all that information in there, well, what are you going to talk about? Like, it's it's good to have just right. like a couple little things in your profile. So when you get there, you can be like, yeah, yeah I also like tacos. Yeah. I, you, know. you know, I think part of my like what to do is everyone should have a good blunt friend, like a friend that's super blunt that you can be like, read this for me. Tell me what you think that you know will be honest and be like, yo, yo. <laughs> that is a brace. Mm-hmm. Or you're coming off, right? Like, and I think if you don't have a friend, most people at least have a family member, someone ideally that you trust and you can take feedback from. Yep. But like pick that person in your world and have them look at your profile and just give you and ask for honest feedback. Because, and that's only if maybe you're worried about it, right? If you're worried, maybe you're coming off a little rigid or bitter or whatever it might be. It's All good right. to check with other people. Absolutely. So let's continue forward. What are your other thoughts? How did this apply to dating? Let's keep it rolling here. Yeah. So I think we can talk about how it applies to like if once you finally have conversations or go on real time in-person dates with people. Well, I mean, the world is opening up right now. I mean, I know there's a lot of variants and people are worried it might shut down. But right now, people are like, woo, let's get back to meeting in person, which is really what this episode was all about. So how do we apply? How does it apply in real time? Ooh, feels good to say that again after 15 months, right? right? So these, I would call these like variants of like bitterness or like rigidity or different types of personality features that may not come off as well as you want them to at times, right? And can be turnoffs for people. So one would be self-rejecting. 
doing a lot of self-rejecting before someone has even had a chance to really give you a response or an answer, right? So like something like, well, I'm sure you wouldn't be interested in someone like me, but just saying hi, you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I'm talking about, Jeremiah? Yeah, sorry, yeah. That right? Just brutal. <laughs> just, but it's real. It's real. That's why I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> I'm, I just, I apologize. Continue. Right. Where, but I mean, do you know what I'm talking about? Where somebody might. A hundred percent. You know, when you, okay. It took me a second when you were like self-rejecting, like, what do you mean? And then you gave that example. I'm like, yep, I know exactly what she's talking about because it's a real thing. Like someone would be like, wow, you know, you're really beautiful, you know, much too hot for me, but I wanted to just throw it out there. Maybe get lucky that you would say hello back. And it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> and that's a real um, and, thing that people will and, do that. And, and, and I think sometimes you know people do it because and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Jack, but I think it's like sometimes people do it because they think they're being like witty and fun, but really it's basically what you just said: it's self-rejection. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and here's the thing: some people can pull that off, but you be you better be real clever and yeah. be able to ride that line yep. really well. I have a friend who pulls off self-effacing better than I've ever seen. Right. Yep. And there's somebody that really, they can do that sort of like self-rejecting, but it's a way that's like really charming, but it is a skill. Right. And I don't know that I've seen a lot of people pull it off. Most people don't pull it off that well. I had um, somebody that I know showed me a profile not that long ago, or not a profile, a message to them that was like to the effect of, well, I'm sure you're going to be just like all these other people on who have ignored my message, but I thought I'd say hi, right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> just say hello. Just That's just a quick the, like, hello. That nice to e-meet you. That's the line that I like to go with. Nice to e-meet you. Right. Well, Come on, I, isn't that witty? Nice to so e-meet you. I mean, it's a little... It's a little like you've got maily, but yeah, sure. Well, like 97. I mean, but it dates you. I mean, but that's appropriate it to your age. It dates me? So. How dare you? <laughs> God, appropriate to your age range. It's oh, fine. Oh, my God. You've got mail. All right, moving on. <laughs> but, but like that, those are real things that sometimes people, especially if someone's getting more frustrated, if they're just like sitting on their phone, like messaging people and trying to get them to come out and that starts to happen. By the way, if you're noticing that you're sending messages like that, take a break. Maybe take a break because you're getting frustrated in the process. Maybe take not just an hour break, but maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a month, yep. right? No exactly. harm in taking a break. I think another way that this can show up too is like this will happen a lot on I mean, I can think it can happen in texting conversations or on physical dates, right? I mean, I think all of these can happen in either context, whenever people start interacting, right? But like getting in front of any potential critiques or criticisms someone might have of you, right? So like, you know, being like, well, I know I'm not very attractive, but, or like, do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's where- usually it's something like, I know my picture is a little old. I mean, I, I know that like I've, uh, you know, I'm a little heavier right now. Like we're probably going to and I think people are going to walk, walk into that a lot because let's be honest, everybody out there listening. You know, most pan- people are heavier right now. <laughs> yeah, most, most of us, most, most of us have had a hard time. Aren't in the beach pods, you know, when we're sitting at home because of a pandemic on lockdown. Right. So, you know, you might get a lot of that insecurity that's out there and that's totally legit for feeling that way. But don't lead with that. Be like, oh, my God, it's so nice to meet you. You're so handsome. Oh, my gosh, you're so beautiful. And then go, oh, you know, yeah, thank you for thinking I'm handsome. But, you know, I'm. I'm a little fat right now. Like you don't need to, you don't need to, you don't need to get ahead of that. You know what I mean? Right. And because again, I think that sometimes those things communicate stuff that you're not intending, right? Maybe what you're intending to do is to, you know, just kind of be like, Hey, I I can, I got potential. Yeah, exactly. Don't you worry. I'm going to snap back. (laughs) Right. But what might actually be being read from that is more along like this person feels insecure or this person, right. Especially of the, like, I'm sure you wouldn't be interested in someone like me or something like that. I think what that communicates is some people find that very annoying. Like you don't know me. Don't tell me what I'm going to think before I think it. Yeah, exactly. Like that stuff can also just straight up piss people off. Um, and be not the most attractive quality. Um, I think another I think this one's very important. Jumping to conclusions 
All right. Do you remember that really lovely girl that wrote in about her? um, She did a great job not doing this, but she was she was like an A plus example. She wrote in about like somebody not like ghosting her, but like her whole message to us was about like really trying hard not to jump to conclusions about like what it meant. She was brilliant. She did a great job. Some folks struggle a little more, right, with this. And so jumping to conclusions would be. You haven't even given someone like more than a day to respond like after a date or maybe after you initiated or had a little bit of a conversation and you're jumping down their throat via text or like a Tinder message, right? Where somebody might be like, well, I guess that's enough for us or I guess you counted me out or do you know what I'm talking about? No, 100 percent. And that's the thing. You know, it's like but the world gets in the way. Okay, so not everybody can just, you know jump in and and have like three or four hour conversations you know like some people the the conversation might be a little bit shorter right so like really you know jumping on somebody and being like i guess you're just like everybody else on here i guess nobody's real you know i just you you didn't get back to me so obviously you're a piece of shit and said whoa 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 whoa, slow slow down you know right then you you know because some people people might really be thinking well i thought you were charming but right now don't plan on texting you back. You're correct. Yep. And sometimes it's after a date, like an in-person date, right? Where someone doesn't follow up right away. And they're Mm -hmm. like, well, I guess you must not have been interested. Like, I think, don't get me wrong. If someone like doesn't get back to you in a couple weeks. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, moving on probably is a good idea. I do think you can do like a follow up, you know, maybe not 12 but like a follow up if there was indication somebody was interested. Mm-hmm. But jumping the gun on that is often something that really is a turnoff for people because yep. people are like, whoa, like especially because it usually comes across often when people are doing it, like the ones that I've seen or read often very angry. Yeah, and- oh, the very angry, very attacking, uh, you know, and, and that's not going to get you any closer to your goal of meeting somebody. I mean, it's just not like, well, you know. People are going to attribute that often to how you might be in a relationship. In a relationship, exactly. Like and most people aren't like, hey, I want somebody that's not going to give me the benefit of the doubt and jump down my throat in a day when I don't even know them and I'm not really very obligated to them in any correct. way, shape, or form. Correct. This is so, good, Doc. I feel like we're doing a lot of fixes here. All right. Well, give us some more here. Give us some more. <laughs> um, We have talked about this. We talked about this in the first episode, but I want to revisit it. Take two. Talking about your ex, all right? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm so glad you brought this back up because we, we cannot say enough about this one. Really? This um, is such a bad move. And I'm sorry. Okay. I know we're not supposed to usually say things like bad or this is the wrong thing, but this is wrong. Don't do it. Don't talk about your ex. That nobody, that that's that's heavy lifting, all right? That's like walking into the gym and being like, let's just power lift today. Like, you know, like, and I mean, you've never power lifted in your life. It's that level of work and struggle, in my humble opinion. <laughs> well, we all know that your humility is is strong and fierce. Deep, um, deep, deep well of humility. <laughs> um, uh, okay. So what I, I think the, to your point, Jeremiah, like, yes, like. Which it was is, brilliant. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I do. Like, it yeah. is, it's in no, it's inadvisable. But I want to be clear the nuance of it, right? Because I think it can be confusing, right? Because we we've done episodes and talked a lot about like, hey, it's okay to have baggage, right? It's okay, and we don't mean baggage in a pathological way. We mean like we all got shit in our past. We all got shit, that and that's cool. Impacted us and impacted how we experience life in the world and et cetera. And that's okay. And you should talk to people about that and partners about that. But timing is everything, all right? Uh (laughs) Timing is important. And intensity. It's not just about timing. It's also about intensity, right? There's a difference, right, on a date saying like, ah, well, I'm divorced, right? Like, yeah, you know, uh, difficult versus being like long, bitter diatribe about my ex. Correct, correct. Right? That is different. You don't need to like – I just want to be clear because someone once asked me like, well – I don't ever talk about exes ever. And I'm like, well, when people ask you, what do you do? Like, nothing. They say nothing. <laughs> they say nothing. I say nothing. I have nothing to say. I'm like, right. yeah, but you uh, clearly must have dated somebody before me, right? Right. You, I'm not saying, like, freeze up, answer no questions, right? Like, right. you get to have a past. You get to have a history. I'm talking about the depth you go into that mm-hmm. and thinking about the tone in which you talk about that, right? Like, I think this moves into the next one, all right? 
blaming everyone else, including exes, for things that have gone wrong in your life Ooh. is often a very big turnoff yeah. to people. Not hot. That's a super not hot meter right there. No. Right. And so, like, again, I think it's good to open up to others about difficult experiences you had in your life and get support when needed. But this is different. All right. This is going on about how the world is out to get you or how someone else has been out to get you. And maybe some people had some legitimate shitty things happen with partners in the past. But that's something to maybe ease into with someone as you get to know them only because, you know, when you want to think about what you're communicating, right? Like if somebody's going on and on about how someone else or a series of someone else's is at fault for the struggles they've had in their life, whether they mean to or not, sometimes what that starts to communicate is a real lack of personal responsibility. I and, so agree with this. Right. And taking responsibility for oneself is often a very attractive quality yes. for others, right? Yes. It's a gesture adult. <laughs> Correct. I'm telling like, you, I think it's sexy when somebody takes responsibility and they're like, yeah, man, I screwed that up. I made a lot of mistakes on them. Whatever. It's like, oh, that, yeah, good for you. You know, owning it, whatever that may be, whatever it is. I mean, because especially after a certain age, right? Like, you know, we do all have things that we've been through, right? And I think you can talk about difficult things, but also make it clear that like you're still learning or right. Like I like, so for example, right. I think that there would be a difference between saying like, let's say someone's talking about like a divorce or something, right. Yep. Saying like, yeah, my divorce was terrible. My ex put me through hell. And in the end I could tell they never gave a shit about me. Right. That's option A, <laughs> which some people might do. And maybe that feels true to that person, but that would be different than saying something like, yeah, my divorce was tough. I learned a lot about myself, what I want. And now, you know, I think I just am kind of trying to do things differently. Right. There you go. See how nice that was. See how nice that was. I mean, because right. that's that, you know, even if it's, even if it's like a little bit like glazed over, right? Like you can glaze over it in the beginning. You can get to the nuance later. You know what I right. mean? And and if the nuance feels like, here's the thing, we can't predict every, nor would I try to predict every moment. Some people on a date, they just groove, right? Uh -huh. But you have to be able to read that energy. And I wouldn't start with, you know, it's like spinal tap. Like I wouldn't start at an 11, right? Like I wouldn't, <laughs> <Well played. laughs> like I wouldn't come in at an 11 because you got nowhere to go from there. I think starting and, and again, it's not like you don't have to, like, please don't pretend that things in your life that you want to talk about didn't happen, right? Like you need to, that's part of being authentic. But I'm talking about like, there are ways to think about how you're saying things and what that might communicate to the person in front of you. Because oftentimes that stuff does come from a place of real hurt, real sadness, resentment, anger. But my guess is it has nothing to do with the person sitting in front of you. But they might feel that being splashed on to them in a way that does feel Correct. very personal. Yep. And they may not want to come and hang out for seconds. Yes. Well said. Come and hang out for seconds. I don't like that one. All right, Doc, let's wrap it up in a nice tight bow. Okay. So this is my last one. All right. And then I have a couple super quick tips, more review than anything. The other final thing um, is entitlement, behaving with entitlement. All right. So that can be not just, you know, we've talked a lot about consent and sex and entitlement in that way, right? Like entitlement to sex. But I'm also talking to like entitlement around information, somebody's time, right? Like making demands on a person who owes you nothing. Don't they owe do you not, shit. No, no, they you don't shit. owe you shit. They don't know you, right? This person owes you nothing. Why? They just met you. <laughs> they have no obligation no to obligation. you. No obligation. So if you just sent a singular message, to them on Tinder or I don't know, uh, any of the apps, Grinder, whatever, and somebody doesn't text you back for a hot second or you thought they were gonna, they don't know you. They don't owe you anything. Maybe their um, really difficult work stress is gonna be a priority over getting back to you, who they don't know. <laughs> don't Correct. owe anything to you right? Or maybe they had a first date with you or they're on a date with you and you want to know information that that person doesn't feel comfortable sharing, right? Like I, <laughs> um, I, 
you know, I have a friend who was talking to me, this is a while back about being on a date and someone on that date going, so I need you to tell me exactly how you think this date went and my odds of having sex with you in the near future. What? <laughs> and that was really abrasive. And my friend was like, was into the date up until yeah, that point. Up until that moment. Because that felt like a demand for a level of information she didn't she didn't feel ready to make. And she kind of jokingly was like, I, you know, I need some time to think about that. And this person was like, I don't know if you can't answer it now, then maybe this isn't, you know, but a lot and of this pressure. person wasn't joking. No, was it being like, oh, I'm really funny. <laughs> and even if this my friend was misreading the situation, it doesn't really matter. Right. Like my friend felt that it was aggressive. Right. And I, listen, I, and I'm not saying that, that she doesn't. I'm just, I'm saying, I, you know, I, I just, the whole scenario sounds like a train wreck. <laughs> right. But all that matters, right, is that, like, if what you're trying to communicate is being misread, well, now we got a communication problem, right? So that's what right. all this whole episode is about, like thinking about how you're saying things and why you're saying them or how you're going about communicating, because sometimes it may not be communicating what you want it to communicate, yeah. right? Like yeah. I, I want to give that person the benefit of the doubt that maybe they thought they were being cheeky, but it came across in a very different way. And the last thing on entitlement, right, is like you have to let people be allowed to move in and out of your life at their own free will. You don't owe them. You don't right? owe don't, them and they don't owe you. And that's well, okay. Also, right. You don't, well, you don't own them, right? Oh, like own them. Don't own well, another, right. you don't own another person, right? No, like, well, of course not. Just because someone's on the same app or even on the same date with you doesn't mean that they have obligation to you. And part of, I think, being really skillful at dating is about allowing other people that freedom and thinking about it in that way. Nobody owes me anything because I think when you think in that way, you feel less entitled. And when you feel less entitled, you behave as a less entitled individual, which is well often said. A, right. Um, OK. Can I do my recaps and then we'll do your done? recaps? Let's tighten it up here. Here we go. All right. <laughs> so if you're struggling with any of these things, like we always say, maybe think about talking to somebody, seeing somebody professionally. If this is a real struggle for you, because, again, it sounds like maybe there's some things that are that would be not about the person sitting in front of you or on the screen that you're talking to. But there's a lot of maybe stuff coming out toward that person, which is a good cue. Good cue that there's some unresolved stuff. Yeah. That yeah. maybe you might, might want to go talk to somebody. Somebody about. Um, I do think like a just a good litmus a litmus test is write out like sort of like what is your how would your ideal partner behave on a date, right? Or just in general, right? Like how might they behave? And then ask yourself, do I behave that way? <laughs> like, That's a, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, and if you wouldn't want that. And again, you should never assume that other people want exactly what you want, but it's a nice place to start from, right? Agreed. Like, cause that's just basic common courtesy, right? Like, would I want other people to behave in this way with me? Would I want some of these things? Um, I really mean this part about taking a break. If you notice you're getting really bitter with people or like even any of these things that I'm talking about have resonated, take a break. There's, you know, I do think we have a lot of like FOMO with dating, Right. Like, oh, my yep. God, what if I miss the person, the perfect person? There are a hell of a lot of people in this there's, world. There's, there's billions, billions with a B. And sometimes the more we try to force something, maybe when we're in a spot where we're just not in a good place for it, the more we don't get the outcome that we're looking for. And that oh, creates and then that creates a self-fulfilling prophecy where people feel more rejected, then they feel more bitter, and then they get more of what they're not seeking, right? And mm -hmm. so sometimes it can be counterproductive. Taking a break can sometimes be a much faster way to get to your goal. Um, and I do think uh, setting realistic expectations, like we talked about, this idea that you really do have to pa practice patience with this process because I do think in the way that we're doing dating now, especially if you're someone that's doing a lot of online dating, it does create an illusion of immediacy that's really probably not quite there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, it's, it's and, an, I mean, you got to play the game. You got to be, I mean, the more you interact, the more you're going to succeed. But if you don't interact, you know, you're, you know, you're not going to succeed. Right, Doc? Right. And again, if you are somebody that's struggling with some of the stuff that we're talking about today, that doesn't mean you're bad at dating. It just means that there's maybe some different things that you might try to have more successful outcomes. Well done. Well done. Anything else? 
that I'm you done. would like to throw in this? Look, everybody, okay? Now Jeremiah's going to give you a recap, okay? <laughs> Basically, it's going to be tough getting back out into the game. It's going to be tough getting out there to see people. It's going to be a lot of stress involved. And if you're feeling a little bit of stress, I just want to add into that whole thing. Go see somebody. Go talk to somebody about that. If you're really anxious about getting back out into the world and 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 seeing people after this crazy pandemic, you know, then, you know, go talk to someone like the doc. Have them look at your profile. I know as soon as I get off here, I'm going to send her mine and I'm going to please, let her go through don't. all of them. But please don't. I like to some, have professional boundaries. Please don't. <laughs> we have well, there's so many boundaries. There's a lot of boundaries with us. We have, I, and I respect all your boundaries, but I just really want to know what you think of my profile. Anyway, the point <laughs> is uh, it's going to be tough. Entitlement. <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> Exhibit A. So take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And uh, just be kind to one another. It's going to be tough getting back out there. So uh, a little bit of extra patience, I think, is going to be helpful. So thank you, Doc, for all that you do. Thank you to all of our fans here at the University of Pleasure for tuning in. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on all of our social media. And go vote for us for our podcast award on podcastawards.com. And uh, Doc, it was good to see you after the 4th of July. I missed your face. Oh, I missed you too, Jeremiah. It's always a treat. Always a treat. I love that. All right, everybody, take care, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye, Doc. Bye. This episode of the University of Pleasure was produced, directed, and edited by me, Jeremiah James. It was written by Dr. Tara Jansen and me, Jeremiah James. The University of Pleasure theme music was written by the incomparable Robert Feldstein. Additional multimedia support by associate producer Kyle Binkley. And please remember, we want to be as inclusive as possible of the diverse experiences of others here at the University of Pleasure. So please email us your suggestions for topics that might be suited to you directly, questions, feedback, or just really great sex stories at contact at universityofpleasure.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to all of our social media. <laughs>